You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm happy to be coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm happy to be happy to be here with you. People at work, people at home, people on the roads, the highways, the byways, people working, people chilling, relaxing, people doing stuff they ain't got no business doing. You can always listen to the show on the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can lock into the show on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You can get going on Sirius XM Channel 158. If you got a smart speaker, is it in your phone? Is it in your house? It's simple. Ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. And boom, the JR Sport Brief Show pops up. Thank you to our super producer and host, Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us in New York City on the boards. And yeah, we got people listening all across North America. We've had a lot of callers tonight. What else is new? Pretty usual, pretty normal. People calling us from Alameda in California all the way out to San Antonio, Texas, Toronto, Canada, Vancouver, Washington, here in Atlanta, Georgia. We got people listening everywhere. I love it. And we got more to do here over the next two hours. A couple of things of note, unless you've been uh, maybe working your ass off, maybe you just woke up from a nap. Maybe you just, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're living underneath a rock. Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the NBA for that swing to Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, Draymond, his agent, Mike Dunleavy, who happens to be the new general manager of the Warriors, they're going to sit down with the NBA and try to figure out a course of action for him to return. I don't think we're going to see Draymond for the rest of this year. Uh, Not this season, but this year. I would expect him back. If you're asking me, I think he'll return at some point uh, in January, maybe sooner. We'll find out sooner than later. Also tonight, a gigantic game for Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA. Giannis scores a franchise record 64 points for the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Bucks beat the Pacers 140 to 126. With those 64 points, Giannis was 24 of 32 from the free throw line, and he was 20 of 28 from the field. Also to go along with 14 rebounds. Giannis was not happy after the game. Uh, the Indiana Pacers uh, decided to keep the game ball. They wanted to get it to one of their rookies who scored one point at the free throw line. Giannis, the Bucks were not happy about that. We had a little bit of a, I don't want to say, just an intense shouting match after the game. I'm sure you'll hear about that a little bit more over the next day or so. We learned that Bill Belichick, According to reports from NBC Boston that 
Robert Kraft has already made his decision to give Belichick the boot at the end of the year. I guess we got to wait four games and some change to see. And then we heard from Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton, who happen to be just uh, full of, of, of sour grapes. I'm, I'm sorry, Shep. Did you, were you saying something? No, I didn't. But Rick, uh, but Rick Carlisle did say something about the ball situation, if you want to hear it. Oh, sure. What's up? Let's hear it. What happened at the after the game was uh, was unfortunate. There was there's a misunderstanding about the game ball. It was Oscar Shibwe's first NBA official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, so we grabbed the ball and a couple of, couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway. And there was a big, a big, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, a fracas, a melee, whatever. Come on, man. Y'all didn't know Giannis had 64 points? <laughs> you didn't hear it in the arena that Giannis had 64 points? And maybe that ball might be a little bit more important than the guy who scored one point at the free throw line? Let him keep his shoes. Let him hang his shoes up at home. Give a shoe to a parent. Give his headband away. Let Giannis keep the damn ball. It's 64 points, a franchise record for the Bucks. Y'all want to give the ball to the guy who scored one point at the free throw line? Come on now. The game ball to him? They use more than one ball, by the way. Give, give him another ball. Anyway, Cam Newton crapped on quarterbacks today. Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, Tua Tagovailoa, Ben Roethlisberger said the Steelers, uh, they have lost their Steeler way. They need somebody on offense to step up. And it just sounds like sour grapes from an MVP quarterback, from a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. And sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. People are always going to give you crap. People won't necessarily believe in you. Sometimes you got to go out there and believe in yourself. And before we went to break, I shared with you that in New York City, or at least the New York metropolitan area, the New York football teams have both the AFC and NFC Offensive Players of the Week. Zach Wilson won it, surprisingly, after being benched. And a guy that we've never heard of until about a month ago He won it as well, and his name is Tommy DeVito. And if you didn't know this, now you know. Every Wednesday night into Thursday morning, I bring you a new top six list. And tonight, I want to talk to you and share with you a list of the top six Cinderella athletes that we have seen in the world of sports. And just to give you a hint, the guy who won the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, he's on the list. But before I tell you what number he is, let's get the fancy music and imaging. Six, five, four, three, two, one. It's time to get JR's latest top six list, only on the JR Sport Brief. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, delivering to you a new top six list. We're taking a look at some of the biggest Cinderella athlete stories in the world of sports. Listen to me very carefully. Not teams, athletes. 
and I told you that some uh, New York giant made the list. Well, he's this number right here. Number six. Yes, it's Tommy DeVito. Daniel Jones goes down. What else is new? Has a busted up neck, has a blown out ACL. Tommy DeVito now gets the start because Tyra Taylor gets hurt as well. And so what does Tommy DeVito do? In four starts, he helps the New York Giants go on a three-game winning streak. He has thrown for almost 900 yards, eight touchdowns to only three interceptions. The New York Giants, dare I say, people are talking about playoffs. And if you've seen Tommy DeVito coming from New Jersey, hometown hero, stays with his mom and his dad, they've embraced being Italian at home in New Jersey, playing for the Giants. And Sean Stellato, his agent, who also happens to be Italian, was on Up and Adams, and he has bigger goals for this man and his Cinderella story. Listen to this. Sean, what's your dream for Tommy DeVito? Can he win this job? Yeah, my dream is for him to be the starting quarterback and be and get a long-term deal with the New York Giants. I have no doubt he can win this job. He's won the locker room. Uh, the coaches are believing the faith of the fans. Think he's the second coming of, uh, you know, the Sopranos back in twenty-something years ago. Uh, just in terms of that aura and that that passion and that mm. blue-collar underdog approach, because he, he relates to that fan base. Um, so I think he can win that job. I have no doubt about it. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones is a hell of a quarterback too. So, got to just continue to take it one day at a time, yeah. one you know, one practice at a time, one game at a time. But um, I know he's ready for any challenge that's going to come his way. He's prepared his entire life. Don't forget, this is a kid that went up against Tua and uh, Trevor Lawrence at the Open out in Oregon and was the MVP of that camp. Listen, Tommy DeVito is on a magic carpet ride right now. He is the real Cinderella right now. We don't know when this story is going to stop. We may never hear about this dude after this season. One hit could take him out. One bad game could end things for Tommy DeVito. But for right now, he is living the story, living the dream. And I know he hope it lasts for as long as possible. You want to talk about a Cinderella athlete story? Tommy DeVito is living it right now at number six. What's the next number? Number five. At number five, we got to talk about Brock Purdy. Tommy DeVito is 25 years old, undrafted. Brock Purdy is 23 years old. He is two years younger than Tommy DeVito. And Brock Purdy was the last selection in the 2022 draft. You might remember it. His name is Mr. Irrelevant. Getting a chance to play because Jimmy Garoppolo hurt, got the boot. Getting a chance to play because Trey Lance sucked, got hurt, got the boot, blew out his leg, broke his leg. And then Brock Purdy gets the call. Brock Purdy is here. And what happens at the end of the last season? The man has eight straight wins to start his career, has playoff victories over Seattle and Dallas. Who knows what would have taken place if Hassan Reddick didn't slap and, and basically break his elbow and arm against the Philadelphia Eagles. Brock Purdy has been a man on fire. Oh, and this year, not too bad either. I know uh, Cam Newton only calls him a game manager. I will take a game manager with 3,500 yards passing and 25 touchdowns to only seven interceptions and leading my team to, I don't know, a 10-3 record. Sounds like a solid-ass player to me. And, oh, yeah, let me say this again. He is only 23 years old. 
How the hell did Brock Purdy get away? How the hell was he the last dude selected in the draft? How the hell is he living in a Cinderella story? Steve Smith Sr. Yeah, the badass wide receiver from Carolina. Now he talks crap about everybody. And I love him, by the way. I don't need him talking crap about me. He had a simple explanation. Listen to Steve Smith Sr. Brock Purdy has shown us he can play in this league. But yet, we've got other first-round draft picks who've shown us they, they can't play in this league, who get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Has Zach Wilson shown us in two years what Brock Purdy has shown us in seven games? No. The last pick, how did that happen? You know how it happened? Scouts are scared. He's not the right height. He's not the right size. He's not at the right school. He's a third-round pick, but you got a tall kid who can't hit the wall <laughs> of a bar. First-round draft picks over and over and over again that cannot play football in the National Football League who get opportunity after opportunity. We keep saying we're waiting for Brock Purdy draft status to show up. His draft status is he was the last one. You know why? Because these scouts are lazy and they look at schools and they say this and they say that. They discount people based on some ancillary dumb. I don't even know how they evaluate, but they do. And it's awful. Well, let's see what happens with these Niners. I think everybody knows what Brock Purdy is capable of. He's in the MVP conversation. We're getting down to the stretch run. And this dude just burst onto the scene last year. And now he's in the MVP conversation. Brock Purdy certainly is Cinderella's story. I got him at number five on the list. What's the next number? Number four. We all know about the little engine that could, right? All my baseball fans out there. No, this is... This is not about that guy on on Houston, not about him. This is about another little engine that could. Because about 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, a five foot six baseball player stepped onto the field and I, like most people, had to go, who the hell is that? Why is he holding the ball or why is he holding the bat like that? And he's just a pain in the ass. It's David Eckstein. This man sat there at the top of the order for years with the Anaheim Angels. Just a pain in the ass. All he did was get hits. He got hit by the baseball, it seems like, all the time. And he was just annoying. And I guess it's easy to call somebody 5'6 annoying like a gnat, especially when you're playing baseball. He was able to not just just be a gnat and be annoying and, and just always be a pain in the ass. They called him pesky. That's what they call small white athletes. They call them pesky. This man was a two-time All-Star. He was a World Series champ with the Angels in 2002. In 2006, he was the World Series MVP for the St. Louis Cardinals. The man sucked to start the World Series. And then he went 8 for 22. Then he had four RBIs. And then he scored three runs. And then in game four, he was four or five with three doubles. And some five foot six dude named David Eckstein was World Series MVP. And oh, yeah, by the way, he was a walk on with the Gators. With the Florida Gators, this dude walked on to the team. He had no scholarship down in Gainesville. He had to go out there and get it. David Eckstein, he spoke. He talked to my main man, John Brown, on TV, and he said, 
this is why people relate to me. The way I played the game, I, you know, I'm not the biggest guy, I was not the strongest guy, definitely not the fastest guy, but showing up every day, and they knew they were going to get my best. And I think that was something that had a connection within the fans, um, especially when they kind of could see themselves in me. And so when, because I'm not 6'6", six, six, you know what I mean? And so they could kind of relate. And... Yeah, it's easy. He ain't the biggest dude. He's 5'6", slapping a baseball all over the place, being a pain in the ass. He wasn't going to hit home runs. He wasn't going to drive the ball deep into right off the wall. He was just going to be a pain in the ass. You want to talk about a Cinderella story? I got him number four on the list. Who picks a five foot six guy to win World Series MVP and have the career that he had? I got him, David Eckstein, at number four. What's the next number? Number three. We got to go to New York City. Let me paint the picture here. Carmelo Anthony hurt. The New York Knicks stink. They lost 11 out of 13 games. A few months before this, they sign a guy off of waivers. His name is Jeremy Lin. This man gets a start because the team sucks. They put him out there. He drops 25 points and beats the Nets. A nationally televised game. Jeremy Lin drops 38 points. And he beats the Lakers and Kobe Bryant in Madison Square Garden. A couple of days after that, Jeremy Lin is hitting a game-winning three to beat the Raptors. Jeremy Lin is dropping double-doubles like nobody's business. And the Knicks are actually going on a run. And he's lighting it up. And then Carmelo Anthony comes back. And then Carmelo Anthony, he's like, hey, what's all this Linsanity stuff about? And then the New York Knicks, they start to lose. And then Mike D'Antoni says, forget this, I'm out of here. I ain't dealing with Carmelo. And then Jeremy Lin tears his meniscus. But America finds out about an Asian-American basketball player who nobody ever heard of. Ivy League educated, busting ass, inspiring Asian-American basketball players on the damn planet. And it's gone in like a month. Baron Davis was on that team. Yes, the point guard. He was on Hoopsaholics. And he said Jeremy Lin was the biggest thing on earth. That last Knicks team you played on, were you on the team when the Lin Sanity happened? Absolutely. Craziest ever, dude. I was going to say, with the mellow Jeremy Lin thing, I remember the national narrative was like, how's Mello going to play with Jeremy Lin when he comes back from being healthy? Uh-huh. Was there, like, any tension in the locker room between that, with that whole situation? There was some weird shit going on. Obviously, like, we riding a wave. Super wave. And, and Mello out. Remember, Mello out. He was injured out. when he yeah, when he went on that out. run. Yeah. yeah, He gone on a run. We went, like, five, six in a row. Mm-hmm. But when Mello come back, Jeremy Lin is the biggest star in, in the world. It, it, New York in the no, world. New York. Yeah. The world, bro. Yeah. He has literally went yeah. from like nobody to the yeah. face of the NBA. <laughs> he was bigger than Melo, mm-hmm. media wise. Yeah. I think like it started to create um like tension in the in our in the way we play. <laughs> Jeremy Lin went from sleeping on Landry Field's couch and on his floor to being one of the most recognized athletes on planet earth 
and then he signed a deal with the Houston Rockets, and then he was on the Raptors, and we pretty much never saw the end or never heard the end of Jeremy Lin. We saw the end of him. This is what Jeremy Lin had to say about Lin's sanity to Bleacher Report. This is Cajun calling me, and he was basically saying, like, look, this is probably your last game in the NBA. If you don't, if, if they even give you an opportunity to get on the floor, he said, uh, and he had been walking through me, with me through all my, you know, my overthinking, my insecurities, my anxiety, and, and he watched me really just um, be a shell of myself my whole rookie year. And, and he told me, he said, he said, Jeremy, this might be your last game in the NBA. If it is, you gotta go out playing Jeremy Lin basketball. Yeah, and that was that first game. 25 points against the Nets. March 31st, he had a torn meniscus, and that was that was it for Lynn Sanity. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm giving you a top six list of some of the biggest Cinderella athletes in the world of sports. And number six, I gave you Tommy DeVito. And number five, I gave you Brock Purdy. And number four, I gave you David Eckstein. And number three, I just gave you Jeremy Lin. When we come back from break, oh, yeah, this is a big old top six list. On the other side of the break, I'm going to share with you number two. And then in this hour, I'm going to give you number one. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. How are you? You know, what I wanted to say was that I love your top six list. Those things are awesome. I don't call into radio stations, but this is the second time you've made me call in because I just love your list so much. It's fun to listen to. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Sharing and giving you a new top six list. We're talking about some of the biggest Cinderella athlete stories that we've ever seen in sports. I only have two more names left to give you. Let me give you a quick update if you're just tuning in. At number six, we're talking about the active Cinderella story. We don't know when this dude is going to turn into a pumpkin. We don't know about the glass slipper, but he is living the life right now. His name is Tommy DeFito. Uh, head quarterback, or excuse me, quarterback for the New York Giants. And number five, I gave you Brock Purdy. Who knows how things would have ended last season if Hassan Reddick didn't run into his arm. Uh, Brock Purdy's still living the life trying to lead the 49ers to a Super Bowl this season. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant selected 262nd in the 2022 draft. And number four, I gave you a baseball player. Five foot six, a pain in the ass, a gnat, a World Series MVP. His name, David Eckstein. And number three, you got to go back to 2011, 2012. Who can forget about Lynn Sanity? 
It was a month, a month and a half, where this man played like the best player in the NBA. I'm not exaggerating. Well, maybe the best point guard. He was lighting it up. And then Carmelo Anthony came back. And then he tore his meniscus. And then Mike D'Antoni said, I ain't dealing with this crap. Mike D'Antoni, he said, I'm gone. And Lynn's sanity was over. He signed an offer sheet with the Houston Rockets. Never wanted to leave the New York Knicks. But the writing was on the wall. Jeremy Lynn was here. And then he was gone. They were selling his jerseys for like a dollar when Lynn's sanity was done. I got Jeremy Lynn at number three. And so if you want to talk about a Cinderella athlete, what's the next number we talking about? Number two. At least this guy went to the playoffs. At least this guy had one of the most exciting playoff moments in NFL history connecting with Demarius Thomas, God rest his soul, in helping the Denver Broncos beat the Steelers in 2011. You want to talk about a Cinderella story? It's Tim Tebow, right? I know it's tough to say Cinderella this, Cinderella that, when you got two national championships, when you got yourself a Heisman, but to play three seasons in the NFL, only three seasons? To win that game and then get smashed by the Patriots and then them say, hey, we don't want you. We're going to bring in Peyton Manning. Yeah, Tim Tebow, at one point in time, he, he was on that magic carpet ride. I mean, that magic carpet ride has taken him a long way. He's on television now, inspirational speaker. But who can forget when Tebowing, yes, Tebowing just took over the country. And Tim Tebow was at the centerpiece. Oh, he can't throw the ball. He got a funky arm motion. Oh, man, but they won. But how long is this going to last? Well, it didn't because they said, we don't want you. We want Peyton Manning. Tim Tebow breaking down Tebowing and, and just taking the country by storm. He spoke to Eli Manning on Omaha Productions. Listen to this. What about the Tebowing? And the Tebow mania and like the pictures surrounding that. It's something that it brought a lot of hype and scrutiny and in ways that could be cool, but also ways, you know, I think you don't want it to be a distraction to your team. Sure. I never did it for any cameras. I had the exact same routine for my sophomore year at Nice High School all the way to the end of my time in the NFL. Just try to ask for grace and humility before the big moments. Tebow has gone from noun to verb. It's become a worldwide <laughs> phenomenon, hasn't it? And then in 2011, in that run with the Broncos, all of a sudden it started getting this hype of Tebowing and everything. And while I think it was cool that prayer was being talked about, I also wanted to remind people it's not about this, this act that I do. It's about the person that I'm talking to. Sure. Hmm. Okay. He's talking to God. Nothing wrong with that. Tebowing versus Kaepernicking, choose your fighter. Tim Tebow continued on. If you didn't like Tebowing, Tim Tebow at one point in time spoke the fan-sided, and Tim Tebow said, yeah, it took me a while to understand that everybody ain't going to like me. Listen to this. You know, I'm 18 or 17 or 18, and, you know, you start getting bashed by the media, and you're like, dang it. I'm like, I go to my dad. I'm like, dad, if, if, 
if they just knew me, if they just, you know, had a conversation, dad, I promise they would like me. And, you know, we had a really good conversation where he's like, but son, there might be some times where they don't want to get to know you. And they, some people might not really care. And you know what? I, I think I, you know, took that to heart. And I was also reading a book by Winston Churchill, who at the time of his writing was hated by most people around the world. For the Allies, they thought he was going to lose the war for them. And obviously the opposing forces hate him because he was on the other side. And he writes, if you have enemies good, it means you stood for something at least once in your life. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great lesson that any human being can learn. Everybody ain't going to like you. Get over it. You want to talk about a Cinderella story, a magic carpet ride? Tim Tebow rolled that carpet even to an opportunity playing baseball with the New York damn Mets. That was nothing more than a publicity stunt. And now he's able to do all of this work on television. Good for him. Congratulations, Tim Tebow. But that football stuff at the professional level? Uh, yeah, Cinderella story. Turned into a pumpkin quick, especially as soon as Peyton Manning was available. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm not done. It's a top six list of Cinderella athlete stories in sports. Tommy DeVito, six. Brock Purdy at five. David Eckstein, number four. Jeremy Lin, three. Tim Tebow at number two. What is the biggest Cinderella athlete story in sports? I'm going to give you number one on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, listen, man, love the show and really appreciate your candor, man. It's refreshing. First time listening to your show, uh, very much enjoy it. I just wanted to say, real fast, though, I just found you on the radio the other day and you've been a godsend. You've got a long time listening for me. Out. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Top six Cinderella athletes in the world of sports. Athletes who just pop up and you go, oh, damn, wow. They ain't last long. Or did it? These guys came out of nowhere. And it's just like, oh, well, how long is this going to last? How long can we, we enjoy this? You think about Cinderella, you're scrubbing floors one day and you're marrying the prince the next. Or at least that's how I think this stupid Disney movie went. It's been uh, quite a long time since I've seen Cinderella. Pumpkins and shoes and stupid people washing floors. Anyway, at number six, I gave you Tommy DeVito. At number five, I gave you Brock Purdy. At number four, I gave you Annette. Shep, Stein, Steen, he's a pain in the ass, okay? (laughs) Okay, thank you. At number three, I gave you Jeremy Lin. At number two, I gave you Tim Tebow. And so if Tim Tebow's at number two, and we got to think about a Cinderella story, somebody who went from the, the outhouse to the penthouse, from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the top, what number is it? 
Number one. This guy, he went from the outhouse to the penthouse. He went to a deluxe apartment in the sky. He's in a Hall of Fame. He went from bagging groceries. Yeah, you've heard about this guy before. You know the answer. He went from bagging damn groceries to the NFL Hall of Fame. Two MVPs, a Super Bowl MVP, greatest show on turf, went from a crap team, turned it around with Marshall Falk and and, and Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, beat the Titans in the Super Bowl, and you had to go, who is this guy? What? Kurt who? Kurt Warner, where's Trent? No, no Trent, Kurt. Kurt Warner is the guy. And after he won that Super Bowl, beating the Titans 23-16, to 16, Kurt Warner was on NBC after he threw 41 TDs that year. And he was pretty much asked, and I think this is by Mike Tirico, I think, hey, How the hell does it feel to bag groceries and now be a Super Bowl champ? Listen. In addition to this trophy, you'll also get the trophy as the Super Bowl MVP. Five years ago, you were stocking supermarket shelves in Iowa. Now you're a Super Bowl champion, an NFL MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. What message does it send to people who always have the dream but don't have the guts and the courage to follow on it? I'll tell you what, you know, I always believed in myself and I got a whole bunch of people here that believed in me. And as long as I had those guys, I was going to give them everything I had. And it's because of these guys and the confidence they had in me that uh, that I'm standing up here today. And uh, I thank all the players, all the coaches, my family, everybody for believing in me. And uh, and we're world champions. How about the Rams? That's crazy. That's nuts. This guy, yeah, he was bagging groceries and stocking shelves and putting price tags on stuff. And then he's in NFL Europe and he's sitting on the bench. It's it's amazing. You want to talk about a Cinderella story? Yeah, I, I got Kurt Warner here at number one. And of course, there's so many more athletes with amazing stories. Uh, let me give you a recap here on my top six list, Cinderella athletes. Number six, Tommy DeVito, he's living it right now. And number five, it's Brock Purdy. And number four, it's David Eckstein. And number three, it's Jeremy Lin. And number two, it's Tim Tebow. And at number one, it's Kurt Warner, who took his success and his chance and his opportunity. He went all the way to the Hall of Fame. And oh yeah, by the way, now, whenever I do get a chance to, to hear or listen to him, I think it's the NFL Network. He, he's always a great listen. And I've interviewed him. We've had him here on the show. Uh, he, he's a great guy as well. So shout-outs to, uh, to Kurt Warner. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's get some of your thoughts. When I say Cinderella athlete, Cinderella athlete story, who comes to your mind? Let's go ahead and hit the lines right now, and let's talk to Jason from Pittsburgh. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for having me. Love the show. Listen all the time. I don't call too often, but I appreciate you putting me on. And how could we forget fast Willie Parker? Undrafted, comes in, has, you know, he's only one of two people ever to rush for 1,200 yards, undrafted. Then he has the longest run in Super Bowl history, 
175 yards, and he's a two-time Super Bowl champ. He didn't do too much the second Super Bowl, but he was on a team, and he was able to get himself a nice contract. He does have two rings, so undrafted running back and came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for bringing him back up. Thank you. The public's conscious. Uh, Thank you, Jason, for calling from Pittsburgh. I got an answer. It's easy to forget about him because he was here today and he was gone tomorrow, unfortunately. He broke his leg. I haven't heard about Willie Parker in forever. What do you give? Two, two, three good years? God bless him. Hell of a story, though. Yeah, you want to talk about an undrafted running back getting you uh, north of 1,000 yards a couple of seasons? Not, not too shabby, not too bad. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Allen is here from Toronto. Hi, uh, JR. Uh, Tom Brady in uh, XX, uh, Super Bowl XXXVI. I don't know why they have to use Roman numerals, but that's, uh, that's 36. And it w- took place way down yonder in New Orleans, and the, uh, the Rams were very, very heavily favored to win, and it was Tom Brady's second year, for, uh, first year as a starter, and he won the MVP that year. He was... Uh, he was 16 for 27 passes and 445 yards, and uh, the greatest show on turf. He beat them, and uh, it, uh, it, it he led them downfield. They were trailing 17 to three in the uh, in the third quarter, and he led them to a 17 all 17 all tie. And then uh, with 145, he took them downfield. He had no timeouts left, and he took them downfield, and they. They kicked the winning field goal 40, 48 yards by Adam Venatieri, and that, that put him on the launch pad, and you can see how successful he was, probably the best quarterback of all time. But that was his very first game in, in 2001, the year. Oh, uh, whoa, 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 Allen, 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 Allen. Yep. Uh, we don't need a full uh, kind of line on Tom Brady's career. I, th- I, think, we've, uh, I think we know his career, Allen. You remember that Super Bowl? Wasn't that fantastic? No, I don't. Nick Vermeil is still alive. He's 86, and he walked out 48 hours later. If he's listening right now, he says uh, he's probably saying, I sure wish he didn't bring that up. All right. Well, thank you, Alan. Appreciate you for calling from Toronto. What is he? Alan listening to me himself? What was Alan doing? He was going to give us a 20-year history on Tom Brady. Look, I can understand if you want to call Tom Brady a a Cinderella story. I I, I think that book closed and got burned like 20 years ago, I think. If Tom Brady was out here bagging groceries, then I could say, oh, yeah, Cinderella story. If you want to talk about undrafted guys, just flat undrafted, yeah, go ahead and put him at the top of the list. But uh, Tom Brady, multi-sport athlete, I think they just released one of his – his trading cards from when he got drafted by, I believe, the Expos. Like, like, what are we doing? Yeah, sure, he wasn't expected. Cinderella? Eh, I don't know if I'm pushing it that much. I think that, that book is closed a long time ago. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Randy's calling from Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Randy. Who's your Cinderella? Yeah, how you doing, Jar? Good. Go ahead, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quickly, uh, uh, how about Cordell Stewart slash from the Steelers a long while back? I think that dude was uh, amazing. 
That's that's the only reason. Do I have to give the reason, or do you want to give? <laughs> well, you give a reason where you want. I don't care. Eric Green too. Well, why did you? Well, well, give your re- you called up and said Cordell Stewart. Why yeah, do Cordell you think? Was good, well, man. hold I mean, on, Randy. What beer are you up to? One, two, or three? Ah, uh, three. Yeah, I, I know. Why do you believe Cordell Stewart? Explain to the people. Why do you think he was or, or had a Cinderella story? Well, he uh, he did really good for the Steelers, man. He uh, got the AFC championship, and uh, and he's you know he, he lined up with wide receiver and okay. everything else. I mean, he, he did a lot. Slash. Yeah, it took yeah it took him a while to get an opportunity to, to throw the rock around. You you are correct, Randy. Hey, thank you for yeah, calling up from PA. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it took a while for him to get that chance and opportunity for Bill Coward to allow him to throw the rock around. Uh, we know he was big time at Colorado. And the next thing you know, at, at one point in time, Cordell Stewart was one of the most marketable athletes here in the United States of America. This dude was in commercials. He was on the cover of video games. He was selling everything. Uh, but I think he was, I don't want to say a little bit ahead of his time, uh, you want to talk about a quarterback being able to go out there and do it all and run. Uh, the league wasn't ready for him, and, and quite frankly, neither neither was he. And so he kind of flamed out there. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're talking about Cinderella stories, some of the biggest Cinderella athletes that we've ever seen in the world of sports. When we come back from break, I'm going to get to more of your calls Hey, you know what? You could consider this guy a Cinderella athlete. His name is Giannis Atetokounmpo. He wasn't bagging groceries in a supermarket, but at one point as a youth, he was selling watches on the streets of Greece. And tonight, he had a Bucks franchise record, 64 points. And there was a little bit of controversy at the end of the game because the Pacers took the game ball. I'm going to explain on the other side of the break what happened with Giannis, what happened with the Pacers, and then I'm going to get some more of your calls. Who are some other Cinderella athletes? It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 